rebrand can be tricky. Changing your corporate name, identity, and messaging takes skill and finesse. With me on my conversation today is Robin Milne, the Chief Marketing Officer of Snapcare. A fellow Phoenician and Phoenix Suns fan, listen in as Robin shares her journey and that of her companies as the need and demand for clinical staffing is an ongoing condition in the industry. Well, Robin, welcome to What's My Tagline. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yes, I'm excited too. I actually don't get the opportunity to uh, have conversations very often with people who actually live in my hometown. So the fact that you're actually within driving distance of me, we probably should have done this in a Starbucks or something. Absolutely. You know, we'll we'll have a follow-up. We'll do it that way. Oh, there you go. A Starbucks or a glass of wine or something. We can we can have a follow-up conversation and 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 digest how we did today. <laughs> I would love it. Yeah, that sounds great. Um, so I'm excited about t- today's conversation, not just because you're uh, in the hood here, but also because w- the stuff that you're going to be talking about, um, so, some some basically some critical conversations. But before we begin, I know that you were warned ahead of time that my first question of all my guests is, if you had to describe yourself as a tagline, what would it be? Uh, and I, it was fun to think about it. And I came up with, it matters to me. And, oh. and I would say that's how people uh, view me is that I, if I take something on, I do care deeply about it. And I, you know, it's like, oh, that doesn't matter. And it's like, you know what? Well, it, it matters to me. I want to make sure we do this right. We, we bring our best to the, to the situation. So that's my tagline. It matters uh-huh. to me. I like it. I like it. And I have, I have a feeling that that is a, uh, perhaps a, a cultural mindset too, a little bit of, I know about snap care as well. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. This was a, a really great uh, rebrand exercise for me in particular. Um, so yes, care just, you know, absolutely came to the forefront uh, in our rebrand. Yeah. It matters to me. I, 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 I wish the whole healthcare industry felt that way. So, but we'll, but we'll, but we'll get into that. But uh, before we sort of get into the meat of the conversation, which is to talk about your rebrand and, and what, what Snapcare does and the important role you play in our industry, tell our audience a little bit about yourself, you know, give us, give us the, give us a cliff note version of Robin and how you ended up at Snapcare. Um, I'm happy to. Um, yes, I've been in the industry a long time, uh, but I'm all, I've always been sales and marketing um, oriented. So, um, and I did graduate from Arizona State University, so we're oh, still in the hood here. Me too. The, <laughs> right, go Sun Devils, fear the fort. Um, and I and I got a marketing and advertising uh, degree, although my career was largely uh, sales, professional sales. So I started in healthcare. Um, I was recruited uh, in college to go work for American Hospital Supply, which uh, doesn't exist anymore, but it took me to California and I had a lot of my professional career there. I made the jump um, in healthcare into technology healthcare. I worked for a company called HBO and Company, which is not the TV. Not the TV. Huff, Huff Barrington and Owens. <laughs> Um, not, they were not the bad first, HBO. Yeah, not bad HBO. Yeah, I had to I had to explain that a lot, you know, in my calls. Um, but it was exciting because um, you know, it, it was a company that first figured out how technology could really uh, make things go more efficiently in a healthcare setting. And so it was admission systems and you know, various uh 
you know, like lines of business within the hospital. So I did that. And then I jumped over to tech. So I, my big career was with Oracle Corporation. And I actually left California and came to Arizona to open the office for Oracle. And so I was, I spent a lot of time in tech. Um, and then I, we had our family and I had the, the privilege of being home for about 10 years um, and got very involved in the nonprofit world in Arizona. Uh, went back to work um, as the executive director of Phoenix Suns Charities. Oh, so I love wow. basketball, love the sport. My uh, Our son is a, is a, is a great player and work, actually works for the NBA. So we're a basketball family. And um, that was really a great experience for me um, to do that. Uh, I definitely thought I was going to retire after my five years at the, the Phoenix Suns. Um, but then I got pulled back into the business world um, when a private equity company, and it's actually the same private equity company that really funded um, what was SNAP Nurse um, to the next level, they had a project in Park City, Utah, and I went up there. It's a second luxury second home community called Promontory Club, and I worked there as the general manager. So I, I did something really different in my career, and I I ran a I ran a community. I was you know I called everyone called me the mayor, you know. So <laughs> mayor Milne uh, came back to Arizona thinking I was going to retire again, and the same private equity asked um, if I would step in and really build a marketing organization with uh, within what was Snap Nurse. And one of the big assignments was we are, uh, you know, changing the way that we are addressing the workforce challenges in the marketplace. And we need a bigger name than Snap Nurse. We're bigger than that. So Robin, your first job is to rebrand our company. So I that's how I started in healthcare. And I guess I'm going to end in healthcare with wow. a few stops along the way. So, so snap care. So, like, so you've got this rebrand from snap nurse to snap care, uh, tagline, more tech, right touch. Uh, tell me a little bit about snap care. You know, what exactly does the company do and the, your role in healthcare? Yes. Um, it's a really critical role. Um, and I would say that the, in it, it's staffing, um, it's staffing, um, for, clinicians that need to, you know, come in and either work for a long period of time, you know, to fill a gap or take a shift. Um, a lot of, a lot of the staffing has been travel uh, because the, the talent base is not local and they've run out of their, uh, you know, their options with the nursing shortage locally. And so they bring in travel um, nurses. Um, it's also, um, you know, like, the full continuum of care. So you have allied professionals like respiratory therapists and radiology techs. Um, you also have higher level uh, caregivers like a nurse practitioner um, or a locum, a physician that um, fills it fills a need. Uh, and you also have in the industry the ability to, you know, as a staffing company, sort of outsource the whole, you know, contingent workforce, um, you know, part of staffing in a healthcare facility. And so SNAP Nurse, um, you know, they started as filling shifts. Um, the company was started by two clinicians that um, painfully had to, you know, have a, their cell phone had all the names and, and phone numbers of the clinicians that they would call to fill their open positions when somebody, you know, called in sick um, or had a vacation. And so they said, gosh, there has to be a better way to do this. this is like right, painful. Right. <laughs> 
<laughs> so they they left their lucrative jobs and started Snap Nurse in 2017 to build, if you will, the Uber of staffing, where uh, they let clinicians go onto the platform and put in their credentials and that you know what they were willing to do, and then they you know had had their hospital post shifts that these clinicians could take. So it was, you know, it was lauded as a great, you know, technology, use of technology in the staffing world. And they were, they were going along nicely, you know, uh, you know, tens of tens of millions in revenue and a great story. And then COVID hit mm, yeah. and all of a sudden the whole staffing, uh, you know, notion in healthcare was that they needed rapid deployment of large groups of clinicians to administer vaccinations and to do COVID testing. So the platform performed beautifully because it scaled. It was, it's a cloud-based system and SnapNurse was able to put the word out. And, and interestingly, they used social media. They used Facebook ads and Facebook outreach to um, bring nurses from, you know, wherever they found them on the, you know, in the digital space to these mobile clinics, you know, that, that, um, you know, needed hundreds of clinicians at a time. It's like FEMA would say, we're setting up a clinic in Southern Florida and the SNAP nurse platform was able to get the word out and mobilize that number of clinicians in a very short period of time. So it was sort of just an interesting accident, a happy accident that this tech platform existed right when it needed to. It was pressed into service. And for two years, Snap Nurse was the fastest growing um, company in healthcare and certainly the fastest growing staffing company. So they went to revenues in excess of a billion dollars two years in a row addressing the needs of the pandemic. Um, so the name was perfect then, right? It was you need a nurse in in a snap. Um, snap, you know, denotes the ease um, of getting that group of clinicians where they needed to be, and it built a culture of fun, if you will, um, that kind of work where you would bring a group of clinicians um, to work closely and tightly for, you know, six weeks at a time at a clinic. They became good friends, and a nice social media uh, community was built. So that's the that's the beginning of Snap Nurse, and um, then after the pandemic and all that 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 need and that way of staffing um, vanished, um, you went back to the more traditional way of healthcare, looking at how am I going to fill my open positions, and things really slowed down too. Healthcare, sure. you know, has you know as 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 you know, and we talked earlier, you know, just the the uh, financial burden of trying to start over again post COVID and to try to get, you know, clinicians and doctors and the healthcare system, you know, re restarted up um, has, has really kind of, you know, put things in a, in a slow motion, I would say it's like, you know, things are slowly, you know, building back up. And so as a company, you know, snap nurse realizes like we're, we're going to have to lean back into the tech and finish building out what we started because the, the the Uber of healthcare staffing is is the way to go, and we we were on we were on it you know early, and that's what is needed again because technology has got to come in and replace the high cost of labor across um, the whole healthcare spectrum, and so that is that's why 
I was asked to come into the company from a messaging standpoint is that it was really important for Snap Nurse to sort of, you know, go, you know, go off into the sunset because we're not doing that anymore. Rapid response, you know, is not um, is not what we're doing now in staffing and healthcare. We are trying to help our healthcare clients optimize their workforce and. It starts with the cost savings to them starts with them getting a better use of their internal resources. Clinicians used to have to just take the shifts that the hospital gave them as a permanent employee on their staff. And if somebody called out sick, they made them stay, right? No, you're, you're working a double because I, I don't have anybody to replace them. So the healthcare system did really abuse, if you will, those hours of the of the clinician willing to work full time. And a lot of clinicians um, after COVID said, you know, I can kind of take control of my own career now. I can decide when I want to work. Um, and so the notion of a contingent worker, actually, and the nurse corps decided that was a better um, work-life balance for them to, you know, uh, say, yes, I'll take that work. This is good for me now, or my, my, um, my children are in school. And so day shifts are good for me and I can take those, but I can't work these nights and I can't stay um, if, um, you know, if somebody doesn't show up. So all of a sudden the whole notion of workforce is optimizing that mix of who do I have that is on staff and now a staffing agency isn't, you know, as, as long as they're not going to gouge me with pricing and, and um, I can't afford travel nurses anymore, those are the most expensive ones I have. But if I have this tech platform where I can get full visibility into the available talent that, that I need for staffing and I can communicate with the groups that I need to come in and fill my shifts, that's the answer. And so we turned our attention into building out our tech to give that, the, it's now the SnapCare platform to give healthcare facilities full visibility into available talent, not only their internal staff, but who's local that could fill shifts. And if I can't do everything I need with that group, then I have one more ring out, which is if I need a travel nurse, I have visibility into travel uh, nurses as well. So um, that is, that's what's new about SNAP care is that we're bigger than just um, nurse cores. We are really looking at um, the talent set across the continuum of care and being a strategic and trusted partner to our healthcare facilities. So instead of being that bad guy staffing company that was way too expensive for them, we're coming in and saying, there's a right mix here that makes it just right. And you, and and the nurse corps will come back in to the healthcare arena if they have a little bit more control over their work-life balance. And that's where the care comes in to play. Care for the clinicians that are doing the work so that they can take care of the patients and deliver the best patient care. Sure, sure. You know, I mean, obviously... Uh... You know, we 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 we, cro we crossed a Rubicon <laughs> with COVID, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, uh, and certainly um, the, the 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 critical shortages that went on and con and continue to go on post post the crisis of COVID 
for nurses and, and clinicians and staffing, staffing in general. It's a great book uh, by uh, Dr. David Nash called How COVID Crashed the System. And, and, and he talks about in this book uh, really the impact on the the care teams, you know, that are, you know, responsible for taking care of patients, whether remote, you know, whether it's in inpatient, ambulatory, or, you know, remote patient monitoring, home care. Uh, there was a decided shift, I think, what you're speaking to, this mindset of the workers, healthcare workers here in the U.S. healthcare system. And certainly they, if I, if I were in healthcare and I saw that I had you know, friends who were in other industries and they were like, oh yes, I'm working remotly and I, I get more time, but all right, all right, now I've got a hybrid system where I'm, I'm, I'm coming in and working somewhat virtually, or I have more control over, as you alluded to, how to structure my work life to suit, suit my needs. And certainly that has, that, that obviously has spilled over into healthcare. Uh, 100%. And I think the other thing that that you mentioned that was in Mr. Nash's book is that the delivery system has been forever altered as well. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, and we're, we're seeing um, retail, health, you know, retail establishments delivering health care at these levels of the full continuum of care it says sometimes I just need somebody to just really check that it's a, the flu and not COVID or a cold or you know, uh, you know, some like an easy, you know, rash to, you know, take care of or whatever. So that can be a, in a retail um, establishment or vaccines for shingles or whatever. So the fact that healthcare is starting to figure out that they can distribute what they do um, and do it well in a number of different arenas and home health is really um, yes. moving. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of just demographics, right? It's, you know, where we're going as a population. So having that visibility um, as a, and, and you'll see healthcare, you know, uh, groups are looking at, okay, I'm going to have my acute care and that's the most expensive care that I give and I'm going to have them in the hospital. But while they're ambulatory and recovering, I can go the, I can go to the next layer out where it's a, a, I don't need quite the same level of specialty for the clinicians that are working with that patient. And then it goes to the next level out, which is, okay, you're out, you're outpatient and you're coming in and we're checking in on you. And then, you know, into the home, making sure you're good. And then, Hey, you can go to the pharmacy and get your next round of shots or whatever it is. So they're, you know, the, the delivery system is changing. And so as a staffing organization, we're, we are very much have our finger on the pulse of that. And we know that technology is going to be a major player of matching where that patient needs to receive care and where the clinician needs to be residing in order to deliver that care. Yeah. It's such a symbiotic relationship too. Obviously with the baby boomer generation, you know, we're entering its peak uh, care basically, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, COVID in a way uh, helped help that particular generation and, 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 and those who are older understand that all your care needs didn't start with a phone call to your primary physician <laughs> or your right. specialist, right? You know, <laughs> that, you know, your pharmacist at Walgreens and CVS, you know, uh, yes, they can give you the shingle shot. They can, they can, they can, they can give you the vaccine. There's urgent care. There, there's all these different levels of care availability and accessible through technology, right? And so I, you know, you, there is this 
shift, I think, um, brought on by COVID, but certainly brought on by the pressing needs of taking care of a of a generation, right? A, a very large generation who are coming into that part of their life where their healthcare needs are going to be a little bit more demanding, right? And so yeah. to have this marriage of let's get the people who are most critical related to the critical care of your needs in place so that we're not impacted so much, I think is what you're saying, by by the shortages that everybody is talking about, right? The burnout, the burnout, the shortages in in clinicians and in healthcare workers, but rather let's utilize the entire ecosystem to get your care that is, that is appropriate to what that care level is. Yes, and um, absolutely. And here here's one of the main um, tenets too of our platform, and that is the digital credential of that um, specialty clinician and or allied, you know, the, you know, again, whoever needs to deliver the, the care that you need, sometimes it's behavioral health, you know, um, sure. et cetera. So, right, all those are healthcare professionals that need to be matched to the need. And so to have um, a platform where it's easy to upload your credentials and be, um, you know, certified, if you will, for the specialty that, you know, you want to work in is critical. And so we have a very um, comprehensive uh, joint uh, commission accredited credentialing uh, part of our platform. And that also gives us um, insight and data. Um, we, we currently have about 370,000 clinicians in our wow. database across the country. Wow. And, yeah. And it gives us insight into who we have, but also, um, you know, we, when we're talking to our clients, we understand the gaps, right? The gap analysis. And so for us, we're trying to also, you know, be a part of the solution to the nursing shortage. And a lot of that is um, helping the clinician core reskill or upskill to a need. Um, and so we have programs uh, in place um, through, uh, we, we have uh, the, new, the newly formed SNAP Care Foundation, super excited about it. Um, we are funding it um, internally with partners right now. And its purpose is to provide education and reskilling and upskilling opportunities for our clinician core so that they can plug into um, maybe a higher paying job or into a setting that isn't something that they were trained for, but they enjoy. So one of our big contracts right now is to supply school nurses in the state of Florida. And there are lots of clinicians that you know, thought that would be really easy to do, but it turns out that being a school nurse is kind of a tricky thing because there's a, a lot of, thing. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of soft services there, you know, dealing with parent groups and, sure. and, you know, the, and those crafty kids who, you know, find their way into the nurse's office. So, <laughs> um, so we have, um, you know, we're, we're, we're ideating a program to help, you know, uh, credential them or move them into a setting um, that is lucrative and, and a kind of a nice, nice long-term job um, that, that appeals to a, a certain you know, type, of, type of clinician. So I'm excited about providing opportunities for our clinicians through our company. And it is our, it is our social responsi responsibility and our give back initiative that we have as a company. And we're, we're really excited about what, you know, what's going to happen there. It, this is an initiative in 2024? 
Exactly. We have the foundation initiated and so we, we're, we're getting it funded. And so we are looking forward to our, some of our first scholarships um, in early 2024. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm going to harken back to your tagline. It matters to me. You know, when I read um, stories or I listen to, to podcast episodes that are nurses telling their stories and, you know, some of them sadly are why they why they left uh, healthcare. Um, you know, it, this idea of creating a you know, using a platform to create a culture where they can give the kind of care that they would like to give, you know, that maybe, maybe this is a situation they, maybe they didn't enjoy in, inpatient. Maybe they didn't enjoy working in the ER. Maybe they didn't enjoy working in primary care, but there are paths for that, for that, for that clinician to explore other avenues and find the care sitting that is best for them. Absolutely. No. And, and that, and, and I think it's also our, our tagline under the snap care name, which is, more tech, right touch. Mm. So the tech allows that better or right touch, um, not only for the um, career aspirations of the clinicians, but that the relationship that we as a company establish with our healthcare provider lets them be a better employer. And so that care, you know, part of it and that right touch part of it is a really big part of the two sides of the platform. So Robin, what else do you have as we wind down here? What else do you've got rolling out in 2024? The foundation sounds very exciting. Yes. Well, and I think the other thing that we're excited about is that we really do want to thank and reward um, our clinicians that have worked steadfastly, you know, with us through the COVID and now. And so we're establishing a snap care rewards program. Um, and so uh, I think that's going to, you know, add to that um, digital community online, you know, social community that we have where um, we, we're going to give out snaps, you know, when something really, um, you know, great happens or we get a clinician that goes above and beyond or, you know, continues to extend, you know, on their on their deployment um, to help the hospital out. You know, so I think our rewards program is going to be um, really well received and we're excited to do it with our clinicians. That, that, that is a great idea, sort of that analogy that used that used to you know, Uber, basically, you know, this clinician's getting a five-star rating here. So let's acknowledge that. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's exciting. Robin, I've so enjoyed our conversation today. Same. And thank you. And it, it's nice um, that you knew so much about the industry. Um, and so we, we're all, uh, you know, participants in, in one way or another with healthcare. But I really encourage, you know, your listeners to lean in, you know, more to how, um, you know, healthcare needs to, you know, evolve to better serve our needs. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, 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 you know, it's that old saying, healthcare is complicated. Healthcare is complicated, but healthcare can get better. Oh, yes. And it is getting better. And I think, and, and, and that would be the number one thing to say is that the nursing shortage is getting solved um, because, yeah. you know, we're meeting those nurses where they are and where their needs are. And uh, I think that um, all even different, you know, payers um, situations and schedules are going to start recognizing the contribution of, of nurses in particular to the continuum of care. Yeah, yeah that's great. Uh, have a successful 2024. And I expect that we will get together and talking about the sons. 
Done deal. Thank you, Carol. Really enjoyed it. Thank you. You can learn more about Robin by checking out her LinkedIn profile or visiting snapcare.com. Learn more about this show by visiting the program page on healthcanaradio.com and follow me on Twitter at Carol Flagg or on LinkedIn. Until next time, I want to know what's your tagline. <laughs>